0: Welcome to the ADHD Refresh Podcast. My name is Anne Maria Spina, and I am an expert in ADHD transformation for entrepreneurs. as you all know i am totally obsessed with the aligned planner and i'm so excited to announce that this episode is sponsored by the aligned planner and one of the reasons that i love the planner so much is because when i use it at the beginning of the day it helps me feel really empowered really confident and really aligned so I truly believe that all ADHD entrepreneurs can feel like this when they start their day. And one of the reasons that it really helps is because it allows me to take all of the ideas that I have rolling around inside of my brain, and it helps me prioritize them in terms of what is the most important thing that I need to get done in my day. And it really helps me stay on track. It's one of the tools that I use to still be a really easily distracted entrepreneur and still get results in my business. So before i started using this planner seriously i was a totally hot mess (laughs) okay and now that i use it it i know that when i use it in the morning it helps me stay on track for my yearly goals my monthly goals my weekly goals so i don't have to stress about am i moving the needle forward in my business and i love this planner so much i let all of my clients use it they all rave about it And so if you're someone who really wants to feel calm, you wanna feel empowered, and you wanna feel aligned in your business when you start your day, and you wanna feel like a powerful CEO, you have to get your hands on a copy of this. And, you know, don't take my word for how powerful it is and discover it for yourself. And in the show notes, I have the link for the Align Planner. So seriously, go and check it out. It's so beautiful. It's so amazing, so gorgeous. And when you go to the checkout, make sure that you use my discount code, Annemarie15, because you're going to get an extra cheeky discount. Okay, welcome to another amazing episode. I'm so freaking excited about our guest today, Tina. And so thank you so much for coming here today, Tina. We're so excited to have you.
1: That's all right. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah.
0: Okay, so the reason that I have brought Tina on to this episode seriously is because she's a freaking badass money ADHD money coach and literally I mean, I remember I very first met you and I sent you a message and I was like, I have been looking for you. <laughs> I was like there has to be somebody in the space who has ADHD who like can help with all the money things. <laughs> So I know I'm not the only one who probably sends you messages like this. Um, (laughs) Now you're not. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I'm super excited to have you on. So I wanted to start the conversation today. Um, I think we just dive straight into it is going to be the best way. Um, But one of the questions that I had in my DMs from somebody um, when I posted my poll, like, what do you want to know about money? Uh, we determined this was a great question. So this one is from Kel and she says, how do I curb impulsive spending, especially with new projects in my business where you want all the things. <laughs> so um, I guess give us a bit of background because I know for you, you've been on like your own journey of discovering how your ADHD impacts your relationship with um, money. So um give us I guess a bit of context about you and like then we'll kind of dive into this question
1: yeah sure so when I was younger I was really bad with money I was never taught about money I never was taught how to manage it all the things and one of the things that really kept popping up and I was undiagnosed ADHD back then one of the things that kept popping up for me was the impulsive spending. And I never really knew why or I didn't know how to fix it. I didn't know um, anything. I just I just kept spending. It's like I couldn't think about what I was doing before I did it. Uh, and you know it got to the point where I just started running out of money. Um, You know, I ended up getting married and we had kids and, you know, especially with the kids coming on board and all the expenses with them, I was just like, this has to, this has to stop. There has to be a way that I can stop my impulsive spending. So it, it was a lot of trial and error, uh, but I managed to just really, I did a lot of internal work. I guess is the first thing I did I did a lot of mindset stuff Um, I had to do a lot of that to be able to put in place I guess the external strategies um, that has to come with that so I did that first you know thinking a lot about my values and you know with the two kids and they've got expenses and it's not just about me anymore and all those things so I looked up a lot of strategies trial and error see what worked but eventually I was able to overcome that Um, and it's not to say that it never happens you know I still sometimes impulsively spend I think everybody does that ADHD or not but now I'm at the point where I can slow my brain down before I think about it like before I spend on a lot of things Mm -hmm. that just that I, I really just don't need or want, which I think is a really big, <laughs> a really big key thing here. You may not yeah. even want these things, and you still buy them. Like, what is this? Yeah, yeah it's so true. <laughs> it's so
0: true. Like some of the stuff. Like I went away on a holiday, and I bought it, and I'm like, I'm never gonna wear that ever again because <laughs> I just wear basic clothes all the time. So then it's like, yeah. what a waste. But
2: I think. Yeah. um
0: yeah, okay. So uh what was I there was a question I was going to ask you. Oh yeah, no, I wanted to say the point when you mentioned internal work. Like it's so funny because I talk to so many of my clients after they finish working with me and they say the same thing. They're like, "I had no idea that ADHD managing it was so much internal work." And mm. I love hearing that because they're like your program was like not anything that I expected, but everything that I needed because I think people have mm. this idea that managing ADHD is like a bunch of checklists and like things outside of you. And it's not, it's like you and your relationship with yourself. So let's, I'm glad that you touched on that. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Okay. So yeah, I, I just love this so much. So what, like I know as an entrepreneur, right. It's like, sometimes like for me, money comes in, I'll get like a huge influx of cash. And then I'm like, this is amazing. I can invest in everything I want to invest in. And then it's like, how does somebody who has impulsive spending, right. Because I also think too, powerful CEOs, like they don't sit around and hum and ha about making decisions. Like that's the one thing that I love about ADHD is like, I make decisions. I just make them and I move on with my life. (laughs) So I kind of think like being impulsive sometimes can be a good thing, but where do you find, I guess, like the balance or like, I don't don't know. I don't even know where to ask this question because where does one begin?
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I was about to say, there's a lot of things to... (laughs) unpack with this i guess there's a lot of elements to it so um you know you're right that you know being impulsive sometimes can be really really good especially with decisions that just need to be made or other things like that but when it comes to money it's almost like a bit of a different ball game so we're not talking about a decision on you know what accounting package to use obviously if you need to purchase that you make a decision on which one and you move on but when it comes to the other sort of spending, you know, oh my gosh, as you said, I've got this influx of cash, you know, I can purchase all these things, I can invest in all these things, which is great. You do want to invest in yourself and your business, but it's about not only making that decision, but also knowing when to do that stuff when you do have an influx of money. Um, And then also what's going to, I guess, give you value as well to yourself and to your business. So not everything that you want to invest in is necessarily going to give you value. So it's another thing to consider. Stop on that for a second. What does that mean specifically? So so when I talk around um, values around money, so if we're going to talk about um, business specifically, you know, if you are looking at, um I guess a really simple example is you know where you're at in your business so if you are if you are somebody who you're on Instagram for your business mainly let's say that um, and you you are good at marketing through your Instagram, doing a course around you know, Marketing on Instagram isn't really going to give you any value because you're already good at that. You already don't, you don't need that. You know, you've, even though you can still learn, don't get me wrong. You can still learn something new, um, but it may just be better to spend elsewhere at this time. It's going to give you more value if you are, you know, if you're good at the marketing stuff, maybe, maybe you need to invest in some mindset stuff. That time of your business.
0: Yeah, okay, sorry, I cut out for a second. So I said, like, think about the places that you need to invest in terms of, um, like, if you're already kind of good at something, you need to invest in maybe something else in another area that you need to improve your strengths.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, just having a think about that, um, again, which can be hard when we've got, you know, all these thoughts racing around, we've got that bulk of money there. And we do just want to go, go, go. Um, so it is about also slowing down your brain to be able to make those purchasing decisions as well, mm-hmm. which can be love hard that. for us, but again, it's, you know, it's that, it's that internal work to be able to, to do that stuff. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Slowing down, noticing your cues when you're really excited, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So what are like some other, I guess, tips that you have? So, like I'm trying to think of a good example of like what would be an investment into my business that maybe I would impulsively do a oh, perfect example, Facebook ads. <laughs> okay. Yay. Right. So one of the huge mistakes that I made was investing in Facebook ads. A I didn't know anything about them. And I realized the algorithm at the time that I literally started them, everything changed, but I spent all of this money investing working with somebody who I totally got my monies back because they really helped me with my messaging. But mm-hmm. At the time, you know, I probably didn't need to invest in Facebook uh, ads at that time. So, yeah. if somebody's in their business and they're like, "Okay, well, where do I invest this money? Do I save? Like, how do I determine? Do I save it as like, you know, reserves, or do I invest this to continue growing my business? Like, how do you determine where that line is?" Um, you
1: can always ask for help if you really aren't sure. Um, there's no shame in asking for help, Um, just, you know, there's so many free resources out there even if you can't um, afford to, you know, invest in a business coach or something at the moment, there's a lot of free resources out there. You can jump on a Facebook group or something and just be like, hey, I'm thinking of doing this and, you know, there'll be people that will be able to point you in the direction of um, not right now or yes or um, things like that the other thing is um sorry what was the question again
0: <laughs> no that's okay like how do you how do you determine um that's the thing I love about this podcast Is like ADHD listeners we all get it <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, you're asking me what did I ask you and then I'm like uh, what did I ask you <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I asked you like how do you determine whether you're like putting something into reserves and whether you're investing
1: it to continue growing your business? Yeah, okay, that's right. Um and I guess that that sort of comes down to you know, a bit of money management as well, not just the impulsiveness of the spending. So um you know we should always have a reserve there in our business so sometimes you sort of have to tap into that um you know cfo kind of skill to be like okay well yes i really want to buy this and my brain's saying go 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 but there you just need to tap into that other side of you that's like well the reserve needs to be there because If you are in business then you would know especially at the beginning that money can go up and down so maybe you need you know a visual cue or a reminder written down near your computer or whatever you work from just being like hey this is the you know even put a a dollar amount on it if there's if there's something that you've got in reserve put a dollar amount on that and be like this is the money that needs to stay here You know for whatever reason maybe put some reasons down about why you want that to stay there you want to invest in some more expensive um coaching or something down the track um and again that might help slow your brain down to be like okay well that reserve is there it needs to stay there um again a lot to unpack which is kind of a skill in in itself right so um that's why i like visual cues a lot reminders things like that to tap into that side of the brain that goes okay well that needs to stay there but I've got this other money here. I've got this other money allocated to be able to, you know, just invest into whatever I want. You know, I'll use that. It may not be very much money, but it might just give you that hit of dopamine and satisfy that impulsive spending side of you to just be able to spend that bit of money that you have, um, you know, in another account or allocated to, you know, um, blowing it on whatever you want. I guess, for lack of a better word.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, one of the challenges like for me, okay, I need to like be mindful. Cause I'm just go, 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 go all the time. Mm-hmm. So next time yeah. what I can do is like, okay, I want to invest into this person. Here's my reserve fund. I'm not touching that anymore, but if I want to invest into this person or this service or whatever it is, right. I need to get more clients. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, how can I like put a fire under my own ass to like, create what I want to create and that's what I think is like amazing about business is that we live in like this abundant universe and you if you have one client in business you got a paying client already you can do it again it's just rinse and repeat right so it's like a way that you can challenge yourself okay if I get a client in the next like I don't know two weeks then I'm going to invest into this person or something like that
1: yeah yeah that's a really good way I do that as well um, cause it does, it does light that fire to be like, okay, <laughs> let's do this. And you know, it's twofold. You get to spend on what you want to spend on and then you're, um, also growing your business win-win. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> I love that. Okay. This is my new challenge. This is my new way to curb my <laughs> impulsive <of> spending. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like I, I think there's like so many things that I want to talk about here as well. You mentioned something about, um, CFO skills. Mm. So I think um, for me, this was like something that was super important. And I've been having this conversation with a lot of my clients recently too. Um, Money. We don't like managing it. I don't know if it's an ADHD Mm. thing. I just people, I just think people in general don't like managing money because we've never been taught how to manage money. We don't understand. And so- I know there's been times when I open my account and then I'm like, oh, this is why I don't look at it. And then there's other times when I'm like, why don't I look at my money more often? This is fun. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I was talking to one of my clients and she's like, I just don't want to manage my money anymore. And I was like, well, it's too bad. You know, if you, you, I think you can get like to a six figure business and not really have to manage your money. But if you want to grow past anything, like anything past that, you really need to be mindful about, like, if you want to get a seven figure business, you can't be managing your money like you do in a six figure business, which is like willy nilly, not really caring that much. Right. And so I think we were also talking about like having this respect for money, having reverence for the money that you have and paying attention to it. So what would be like, I'm kind of like going on a tangent side story. I don't really know where I'm going, but (laughs) we'll come back. (laughs) No, (laughs) but I think like, you know, it's, it's really focusing on like if you are somebody who, you don't have a six figure business yet, but you want to have a six figure business or you're somebody who has a six figure business and you want to go to seven. How can you like step into being that seven figure owner? Now? I think that's the one thing that puts a fire under my ass Mm. is like, I don't want to show up for my money meeting every Monday morning. Well, do you want a seven figure business or not? Because I can't, I can't run a seven figure business and not be managing my money period. (laughs) Right. So that's literally the one it's like the, the one thing that gets me to manage my money these days. Um, But how, like, where is like the first step that somebody can look at developing their skills as a CFO or learning to like manage their money? just wanted to drop in here because I'm so excited to share with you that this episode is sponsored by the ADHD business university. As you know, ABU is globally the first university designed specifically for the ADHD entrepreneur. ABU helps you go from being a made for more entrepreneur into a powerful CEO with a proven formula of ADHD transformation, habits and systems for the easily distracted entrepreneur, step-by-step sales and marketing, and building out your squirrel collaborations. All while having tons of freaking fun, creating huge impact so that you can earn six figures within the next 12 months. Click the link in the show notes to apply if you are someone who is serious about creating the business and life of your dreams.
1: Yep. I really do. When questions like this pop up, I really do go to the internal first because you can't do the external work without doing the internal work first. (laughs) So when it comes to this kind of stuff it's you know I did a free okay I'd put it this way I did a free training recently for some entrepreneurs um, in regards to money and the first thing that I said to them is um, you know the the successful business owners aren't experts in money and I think that you know we get that perfectionism thing with ADHD is that we're like well I'm not going to do it because it's not going to be perfect.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and I feel like sometimes this is true around money as well. You know, we don't want to look at it because we don't know how to manage money. We don't look at, want to look at what we've been spending because we know we're doing that impulsive spending. But it's not about being an expert in money, um, especially as a business owner. That's why you have those external advisors. You have accountants and all that kind of stuff. But it's it's just doing enough that you can ask questions it's doing enough in your business with money that you can have a look at something and go okay this doesn't look right i'm going to go to somebody else and see why Mm
2: -hmm. um
1: so and you're exactly right that you can't you can only get so far without um without looking at your money exactly what you just said you want to if you want to grow into a seven figure business you're going to have to put that mindset and those skills in place very early on. Exactly like, you know, we do, I I use this, um, I love using this analogy, I think that's the right word, Um, but you lift weights as well, right? Yeah. And I used to be um, a PT and I used to say to people that you need to lift the lower weight as you would lift the higher weight, the heavier Mm -hmm. weight, because Mm -hmm. if you don't put those, you know, those... um, you know, your form into place at the early at the lower weight and all these things, you're not going to be able to lift the higher weight. And it's exactly like when it comes to money and your and your business, if you don't.
0: <laughs> Is that your dog?
1: <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, sorry. <laughs> Keeping it real here. <laughs> Gosh. Um, you know, if you don't put those skills into place early, it's going to be so much harder to do it when you know you are earning multiple six figures and you go oh, I don't even mm-hmm. know what to do here. I don't know how to do any of this because you didn't do that little bit of work um, at the steps of growing your business. So, yeah. Um, you know, when I say CFO skills, I'm not talking about, you know, going to get a degree in business or a degree in accounting or doing your CPA or anything like that. What I mean by that is, you know, it's the mindset of, okay, well, I can look at this and if I need to you know, bring an accountant in to help me, then that's what I'm going to do because we all know that we don't run or generally we don't run seven figure businesses by ourselves. We need no. those external people to come in um, and do the things that we just don't have the mm-hmm. skills for. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that point
0: so much because it's really funny. Like last year I was um, keeping track of my books and I was like super good at it for like the first four months and then I really started to like fall off. And I called my accountant this year and I was like, oh, I need you to do everything for me. She's like, uh, it's not really how it works. I was like, I just want to like send you all my receipts, all my invoices, like everything. She's like, where is your money? And I'm telling her how my money is managed, like on a credit card, my bank card, Mexican, us Canadian. She's like, I won't even touch it. I was like, no, <laughs> but I was It's good because she was like, how about this? You send me your books every month and it'll hold you accountable to actually getting it done. And I was like, okay, that's a really good idea. And um, one of the things that I do every Monday is I um, do an accountability co-working session with one of my friends who's an ADHD business owner as well. And Mm -hmm. we just literally get on the call and it's like, we say to each other, okay, we're managing our money right now and we hate it, but we do it. And like some weeks I don't get a lot done. I'll add, you know, a couple lines from the week before, like last week, I didn't really get a whole lot done, but I was like, I showed up for it. I don't even care. I'm just like developing the habit right now. And then this week I put in way more and it was like, okay, I feel really good. I'm by no means do it all at once. And it's just like, I find a fun way to do it and start tracking Mm. it because I don't actually know what any of the numbers mean right now, right? I'm waiting for her to send me back the revenue, profit, loss, all that kind of stuff. But Mm -hmm. it's just having awareness, I think, about where your money is going is so important.
1: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, you know, the people listening to this, I hope that they're listening to what you're saying right now. You know, you're not talking about anything Um, around certain money skills, what you're talking about here is that internal work of, I've got to get this done. You know, maybe somebody is going to jump on an accountability call. Um, Sending your um, stuff to your accountant monthly is great because it gives people accountability, but it also helps you um, come the end of the year at tax time. You know, it's less work for you, less work for your accountant. (laughs) Um, And, you know, you are, you're talking a lot about the internal stuff, which is what we spoke about at the beginning. It's Mm -hmm. that internal work, before you can do that external work
2: Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and
1: exactly right you don't need to know what the numbers mean that's why you have an accountant but Mm -hmm. at least you are putting those things into place so as you do grow your business and those numbers do grow those revenue numbers and profit numbers that that skill of you know getting organized with your money and managing it that way that's already done that's in place so it's Mm going to be easier once you are hitting those revenue figures
0: Mm -hmm. I think too, like in terms of like energetics and like attracting what you want into your life, like for me, it's so important because I'm telling the universe I'm ready. I'm ready to handle the next version and the next level of my business because I actually Mm -hmm. found that one of the things that was, um, like a mindset block, if you will, was Mm -hmm. I kept telling myself, I don't think I can handle more clients. And then I started journaling about Mm -hmm. what that meant. And it was because then I had to manage the money that came along with it. Then I had Mm -hmm. to be more organized. Like I can't fly by the seat of my pants anymore. I need to get up when my alarm goes off and I need to be sitting at my computer and being organized with all the systems, right. That comes along with owning a seven figure business. And it was like, just breaking all that stuff down and starting exactly like what you're saying, breaking it down, asking myself, like, is this true? Is this a reality? Of course I can handle more clients. So for me now it's like, I set my business up that way. Now it's just me operating in that space. If I want more clients, I'm telling the universe, I can manage
1: the money, bring it. <laughs> right? Yep. Yep. hundred percent. Oh, I love everything you just said there. Yep. I completely agree with that. It is, it is, you know, once we start asking ourselves those questions and journaling about that, it does bring up a whole lot more stuff. So Mm -hmm. it may not be that you can't manage your money. It may be something completely different that you won't know unless you actually sit down and do that internal work. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So important. And um, okay. There's another thing that I kind of wanted to talk about as well. I think it's something that a lot of people don't realize is their relationship that they actually have with money and to keep it on topic of our impulsive spending. (laughs) Um, (laughs) like, can you speak about like that? I guess what is the relationship a lot of people have with money in terms of impulsive spending?
1: Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's like we spoke about at the beginning, uh, A lot of people weren't taught about money so when it comes to their relationship with money or their money story a lot of the time it's it's just like I I don't know I haven't learnt about this so I I don't know how to manage it and that's Mm -hmm. the relationship with it because they weren't taught about it they're just like well I'm not even going to try to learn Um, and I think that that plays into the impulsivity a lot as well because you know, again, if you're not developing that knowledge and those skills about why we do impulsively spend and looking back at your money story, um, you're not really going to be able to move forward and put in place things that you need to, to be able to, um, you know, avoid that impulsive spending. Um, This is something that I did uh, a little while ago now, not too long ago, I think probably around the time that I did really try to curb that impulsive spending. And, you know, a lot of stuff came up for me. Um, again, I was somebody who was not taught about money. Uh, my money story is that, you know, I grew up with a single mum who um, came over from Europe, you know, when she was a teenager. So her money skills were zero as well. And it was always we didn't have enough money. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard to earn money. You have to get a good job to earn money. It was all these things, which I find is a lot... It's, it's, a lot, it's the same for a lot of people, um, you know, these money stories. So getting to the bottom of that, looking back, and it's, it's, it can be hard work, especially if you don't want to think about it, um, mm-hmm. but bringing, being able to bring up those things um, can be absolutely incredible to help you move forward and to heal from that as well. Um, you know, a lot of those money stories just aren't applicable to me anymore because I've moved on from them. I'm like, that's in the past. That was actually stuff coming from my mum, not coming from me. Mm I'm getting goosebumps as I'm talking about this. Oh, cool. (laughs) It's just, it's, yeah, I'd really encourage anyone to sit down and, you know, look back at their money story. And that will tell you to your relationship with money. And that Mm -hmm. will give you the hints of what you need to work on to move forward.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's like, so interesting. One of the things that was really transformational for me on my journey was, um, somebody said like, you have to pretend that being like being with, um, money is like, you're in a relationship with another person. And so Mm. I was talking to somebody else about this the other day as well, is that how often do we blame money for Mm. not um being there right yeah. imagine if you said to your partner you're never enough you're never enough you're never enough you're never there when i need you you're never there when i need you and you're saying all these like negative things to this person like why are they ever going to show up they're never going to show up for you <laughs> they're going to leave yeah. and they're never going to come back but when you have this beautiful relationship with the person and you're like i freaking love you i appreciate you you have like so much appreciation and joy that you get to hang out with this person and you trust that when they leave, there's going to come back. Right. Rather than like clenching onto it, like it's a do or die situation and like hoarding, hoarding them. Like you can never leave the house. (laughs) Don't go and see your friends. (laughs) You would never hang out with them. And I think it's like this, the same and so I think about that too even when I'm like tapping my debit card I know we've had this conversation before um Mm -hmm. when you're tapping your debit card or you're using your credit card somewhere instead of like your body is like choking up to it it's like just relax like now when I went to go pay for something today I literally had the biggest smile on my face ever because I was like I'm giving this money to these people so that they can like do whatever they need to do with it, right? And I think about it as like giving, rather than like this. Oh God, I can't let this money go.
1: Yeah. Yep. A hundred percent. You know, I um, money is just it's just energy, and it's exactly what you're you know saying with that debit card. It's money is just it's just energy. It's an exchange. So, um, and I feel you know people like get so. Scared around it they do they want to hoard it because they're like oh well now i have it um which is kind of going against what we're talking about here in puzzle spending um but you know they do they want to like they get so stressed about um you know sometimes you get so stressed about spending money and um but just thinking of thinking of it as energy kind of just takes it takes the scariness away mm-hmm. um if you think about it that way yeah yeah. Um,
0: Have you ever heard of the book, uh Money Drunk, Money Sober?
1: Oh, no, I haven't.
0: Yeah. So it basically talks about how there's, you know, there's different types of drunks. There's like mm-hmm. um the drunk who likes to go out and like, I don't know, they relate it basically to like money. So in terms okay. of being money drunk is somebody who is the big deal chaser, like, oh, when I get this big deal come, then I can do this. Or there's like the hoarder person who's like, I can't spend a dollar of this. And they're super cheap about everything, like nickel and diming everything. Um, And they like describe all these different types of like money drunks. Cause they used to be, I don't know if they were addicts or they worked with addicts or something like that. Um, But they relate a lot of it of changing your relationship with money, um, like a drug, right? Because it's like, people are like addicted to it, like, they are alcohol or something like that. And so it's just, it's crazy when they talk about the relationship with money in there and how you start building a healthier relationship with it. So it's, it's mm, such a good read. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So I think it would be good to leave this episode kind of at this place. So I want to mm. kind of talk about like, Cause I feel like we hit a lot of points. We got a lot done. This is the one thing I love yeah. about, like ADHD podcasts is like, you just like get in and you like get so much done. But I had Angie Lee on, she was like, I feel like we just did a lot. I was like, I think we did.
1: <laughs> oh, I love that episode. And it's so funny because I don't know if it was that episode that you meant you touched on it, but um, you were saying like, you know, yeah, the ADHD episodes, how you just jump from everywhere and, you know, A typical person might be like, what is going on? But in ADHD, I loved it. I was like, oh, I can follow this. You know, it's all happening. (laughs) It's so good.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's so good. So um, yeah, like, I guess I always like to do this at the end of the episode, right? Is like recapping the benefits of learning how to manage your money or, you know, learning how to be a CFO or learning how to curb like your impulsive spending. So what are the benefits of doing this in your business?
1: So, I know we didn't touch on it, but the, you know, having the cash in your business um, there rather than just spend, spend, spend will give you so many opportunities—opportunities um, opportunities to grow, opportunities to invest. So, um, trying to get those skills of you know not just spending, of looking at your values, and trying to slow down your brain, our very, very fast, fast brain that we do have. Um, You know, it'll help in that way to be able to grow your business. It'll also have a flow-on effect once you once you learn those skills for your business. That will also have a flow-on effect for your personal life as well. So, so many benefits to be able to um, you know learn those skills. And um, you know, another benefit is that you know when you do learn to do what you need to do in your business, um, and getting somebody you know knowing that you can get somebody external in. That will give you more room to grow because, you know, we know that in business, once we delegate to somebody else, even if that is somebody external, like an accountant or an advisor or something like that, that'll free up brain space for you to work on your business.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. so true. So I'm just curious when you said, um, you know, these skills of learning to manage your money, like a lot of the stuff that we talked about, right, is like having the internal work, having the awareness about you know what is it that makes you spend impulsively um Mm -hmm. and having the awareness of kind of like where your money's going why you have so much resistance to doing a money meeting right um but you said these are going to have like a flow on effect into your personal life so what would be like an example of that
1: well once you sort of know how to you know for example curb that impulsive spending in your business you're going to do the exact same thing with your personal money as well a lot of um you know things that we talk about in business money are exactly the same concept uh in your personal money as well in your personal finances it's obviously just you know different different numbers we're talking about we're not talking about really high numbers maybe we're talking about lower um but you know those those skills that you apply to your to your business will also apply to your to your personal money as well once you sort of step away and you're looking at you know um whatever it is that you need to spend for your personal um, for your personal life, those those skills and those principles will still apply.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I love this. This is so freaking good. Um, and so this is like one of my favorite parts of the episode, right. Is doing like everybody who's been distracted, everybody who's been a little bit daydreamy, right. This is the squirrel cat part of the episode (laughs) where we just like, boom, hit a recap of everything we talked about. So, um, I wrote a few notes here, but you are the guest. I want to, um, kick you off. So basically we, um, the very first thing that we talked about was um, you know, your journey and your experience with impulsive spending, that's kind of led to you stepping into this space of being able to help others with their money. So, mm-hmm. um, and you're the unicorn in the space who's an ADHDer and an accountant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I guess what would be like the key takeaways that you would say from this episode when we asked the question, how do you curb impulsive spending, especially with new projects and when you want all the things in your business?
1: I think the key key takeaways, um, especially what we did talk about, was um, doing that internal work first. Don't go straight for all the external stuff like, um, you know, checklists and budgets and all that kind of stuff because you can have the best plan, but unless you do that internal work, the best plan isn't going to work anyway. So making sure that you um, go internally, do that mindset work, um ask yourself why you're doing this kind of stuff um if you're really really stuck you can um, you know get help from a coach there's you know people out there that can help you with that um and apart from that um you know then bringing in the external stuff as well so you know um doing those having those visual cues about why you need the reserve in your business that reserve account or the reserve bit of money um and you know, just trying to slow down your brain as well using visual cues to slow down your brain before you do impulsively spend as well.
0: Yeah. I love that.
1: <clears throat> I
0: love that so much because I think it's super important, like having the self-awareness, what triggers you into impulsive spending, what is the state that you're usually in. One of the clients that I worked mm-hmm. with, she had really bad impulsive spending and she was like, I always do it on my lunch break. And I was like, Why? She's like, I don't know, I think I'm bored. And I was like, yeah, be mindful of your state just before you are impulsive spending. Like a lot of the time yeah. it will be that you're lonely, you're sad, you're depressed, you're overwhelmed. You're There's something that you're trying to like ignore Yeah, by stepping into this, like, oh, I'm going to distract myself with the impulsive spending.
1: A hundred percent. Yep. And, you know, a lot of people will come to me and say, oh, I just, I just do it because I have ADHD. And it's like, well, yeah but there's a lot of things that we could just do because mm-hmm. we have ADHD but we need to you know we need to understand that we can even with ADHD we can build these skills we can mm-hmm. have these skills to help ourselves in a certain area it may just look different to what a typical brain might have to do um mm-hmm. you know but absolutely you know even with ADHD we can we can learn these skills which is yeah. is important to know Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: 500%. I love, like, I love stepping into that space.
1: ADHDers can
0: be consistent. It looks just like whatever you want it to look like, right. It's you can manage your money, whatever you want it to look like. Exactly. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Right.
0: Yep. Creating that for yourself. So cool. Okay. So this has been so much fun. I really love talking about money and it gets me like so excited. Um, So, how can we work with you? How can we find you? Where can we connect with you?
1: So the best place to go is Instagram because generally from there you can find me all different kinds of places. You can find my website, you can find Facebook, blah, blah. So head to Instagram. I am at the ADHD accountant um, and I will have a link there to my, um, to my website. As I said, um, there's options on there. Um, I do accounting for businesses I focus on ADHD entrepreneurs Um, but I've also got a a money program coming out very very soon which you can find the details on there as well and it's going to be an incredible program I cannot wait to take people through this Um, it's going to be six months of coaching with me to get you from not knowing anything about money and how to manage it to just being a badass with your money
0: I love it and you guys I wish you could see her right now she's just freaking beaming I see her face smiling it's so exciting so I think like I have goosebumps when you're talking because I'm like it's gonna be so amazing and like yeah you guys just need to follow her on Instagram your content is totally fire I love seeing it come up and I'm like oh, I need to make content like Tina she just crushes it <laughs> oh, thank so you. Yeah, honestly, you guys head over there. I know that this is going to be an amazing episode that a lot of people take tons of value from. So I'm so freaking appreciative of you coming on and sharing your amazing wisdom with us because I know that there's so many people that need you and need your magic. And so, yeah, it just gets me so excited. Um, So, yeah, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please, 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 please um, share this in your stories, screenshot it, share in your stories, tag us, tell us what your takeaway is. Um, so that we can share it because I think that when we all learn to manage our money better and change the stories and the relationships that we have with their money, especially as business owners, it
1: makes business so much
0: better, so much easier, you know, and we're having conversations about it. So ah, thank you so much, Tina. It's been an absolute freaking pleasure and I'm looking forward to collaborating again in the future.
1: I can't wait. I cannot wait to be back on. I love talking about money, obviously.
0: (laughs) I know I do too. Now that I'm like, I'm really enjoying it. So I think, um, yeah, a lot of people are going to take this away. So yeah, we're definitely going to collaborate again on some episodes in the future. So if you guys have questions that you want us to ask or answer, um, please let us know. So amazing. Well, I hope you guys have the most fabulous day ever. And again, thank you so much, Tina, and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Have you begun to realize how powerful this work really is? Each and every time that you tune in, you're learning to master this work, you're transforming your own life and your business. If you are someone who really loves to help other people, please share this episode on social media to help transform someone else's life. And if you really love this episode and you found value, please leave me a review. It will help us create a positive change and shift the way the world sees ADHD. I also really love to connect with my listeners. So you can find me on Instagram and clubhouse at annemarie.espina. And if you have any questions, please email hello at And your questions may be featured in upcoming episodes. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day and I will see you next time.